Section 6 of The Art of Music, Volume 1, The Pre-Classic Periods. Editor-in-Chief, Daniel Gregory Mason. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Jake Malizia. Chapter 2. Exotic Music. No history of music can pretend to completeness that does not give some account of the various musical systems that have developed before or outside of the influence of European civilization, though in truth music in comparison with the other arts in Europe has assimilated astonishingly little from the peoples of the Orient or from ancient civilization, for European music is based essentially upon harmony, and harmony, taking the word in its accepted meaning, was unknown to ancient nations and is unknown today in countries of the Orient. We must admit that tricks of rhythm and melody came from the Orient into Spain at the time of the Moorish conquest, were even brought back to Europe by the Crusaders returning from their distant wanderings. Furthermore, the lute and perhaps the violin, both of which have held an important place in the development of European music, came from Arabia. But that the technique or structure of our music has been considerably influenced by the music of other races is quite out of the question. On the other hand, composers have, from time to time, enlivened their music by touches of oriental colour. They have experimented with oriental melody and rhythm. They have sometimes used strange instruments foreign to Europe. We may cite, for instance, Goldmark's Sacuntala Overture, Bizet's Les Pêcheurs de Perles, Felicien David's Symphonic Ode, Le Désert, Rimsky Korsakov's glowing Oriental Scheherazade, Belakirev's Islame, etc. These experiments cannot but call our attention to those elaborate exotic systems of music which were flourishing in India, in China, in Japan, in Siam and Java, in Arabia and Persia, centuries before the age of Bach and Handel. While Europe was still slowly emerging from the barbarism of the Middle Ages, music had reached a high state of development in these countries. Strange instruments of many kinds were in use. There was an art of composition, frequently some form of notation, there was a musical profession and much discussion of musical acoustics and aesthetics. An authority on musical ethnology says of the Arabs, At this day, when the decadence of the Arab civilization has been entirely consummated, it still retains enough traces of its former splendor to enable us to claim without fear that at the time of its greatest fluorescence it was certainly as rich, probably even richer, than European art at the same epoch. As a foundation for all understanding and estimation of the so-called exotic systems of music, we must bear in mind that beneath the differences from our own music, in scale structure often as a matter of practice more apparent than real, in lack of harmony and in predominance of rhythm, lies the fundamental difference that music has never been cultivated for itself alone, in China, in Hindustan, or among ancient nations to anything like the same extent as in the Occident. Though in the Mohammedan Orient, at the height of the Saracen civilization, it was highly esteemed as a social diversion, in general it figures not as an independent art, but rather as an auxiliary one. This, of course, applies to art music, 
not to popular or folk song of which just as in other lands there is a rich literature in the east on the rivers of china in the bazaars of hindu cities under the bedouin tent roof the people sing their songs but the art of music was developed by these peoples only in connection with dancing sacred or secular with ceremonial functions plays or pantomimes if this fact be borne in mind it is perhaps easier to comprehend an art so strikingly different from our own exotic music or broadly speaking the music of the semi-civilized races may be considered under four heads that of the aztecs and peruvians nations whose civilizations though they have been destroyed are of too recent date to be classed with those of the ancients yet the scant musical record of which should not be overlooked the music of india the music of the chinese japanese and indo-chinese peoples including the siamese javanese cambodians anamites and the music of the mohammedan orient there is but little known of the music of the aztecs or peruvians the fact that the aztec language was sweet and harmonious to the ear and had no sharp or nasal sounds justified the fondness with which both lyric and dramatic poetry were cultivated in ancient mexico but the music of the aztecs seems to have been unworthy of so cultivated a people it was only art that remained in its infancy among them still the mention of ballads sung by the people court odes and the chants of temple choirs show that they must have cultivated a form of vocal music distinctly above that of drums and horns pipes and whistles moreover music played an important part in connection with religious and secular dancing as it did also in india it has been conjectured that the aztec tonal system resembled that of the arabs their songs generally began with deep sounds rising in pitch and accelerating with the increase of pleasurable emotion on the part of the singer de solis speaks of the funeral processions in which the bodies of the dead were brought to the temples to be received by the priests swinging their censers of burning copal to the hoarse sound of dissonant flutes and singing various hymns in a melancholy mode among the peruvians the beautiful quechua dialect like the melodious language of the aztecs encouraged the haraveks or poets to compose the verses which were sung at religious festivals and at the table of the inca and as in mexico music was intimately associated with religious dancing and ceremony it played its part in the elaborate ritual of the inca's sun worship however little information is available concerning the development of the inca music or that of the aztecs before the conquest the quechua and aymara indians of the present day are still passionately fond of music singing and dancing to the accompaniment of the kenya a peruvian flute and guitar and phrases of the traditional minstrelsy of the inca haraveks may have been borne down the tide of rustic melody to these later generations their songs are in the ancient five-tone scale known as the pentatonic which they have probably inherited from their proud ancestors together with a fondness for triple rhythm sole traces of the music of that brilliant state which sank before the power of spain concerning the music of china or hindustan and of the mohammedan orient we have definite information the people of these countries have not been like the aztecs of mexico or the incas of peru either swept from the face of the earth or thrown back into a drowsy barbarism 
their own civilizations live on beneath a surface decay. They have ideals of tradition, of permanence, of racial habit, quite different from those accepted by our standards of progress and original development, which have fenced in their music from all Occidental influences. Only a few hardly noticeable variations in instrumentation and choreography mark the touch of time. Notation, rhythm, and design have remained for ages immutably the same. It is supposed in China that Ling Lun, minister of the Emperor Huang Di, chose to fix the laws of musical sound, retired to a bamboo grove near the source of the Yellow River, and there cut twelve bamboo tubes, whose varying lengths yielded the sounds of our present-day chromatic scale. In reality, however, the pentatonic scale is used. The tones B and E, the fourth and seventh tones in our scale, which are not found in the normal pentatonic scale, are given a special name, Pn, and the union of the five notes and the two Pn constitute what the Chinese call the seven principles in music. But the five-tone scale is the one commonly employed in practice and constitutes the basis of all music in the Indo-Chinese countries. Footnote. What we may call modern Chinese music probably reached China through Bactria, a Greek kingdom founded by Diodotus, 256 BC. Jesuit missionaries jumped to the conclusion that the Greeks borrowed the Pythagorean scale from the Chinese, but the Chinese scale did not exist in China until two centuries after its appearance in Greece. Chinese literature on music goes back no farther than the ninth century of the Christian era, to which date may be assigned the Chie Ku Lu, a treatise on the deerskin drum, introduced into China from Central Asia, and evidently of Scythian origin. There are several important works of the 16th and 17th centuries in which the history and theory of music are fully discussed. End of footnote. In Java, Siam, Burma and Cambodia, both five-tone and seven-tone, heptatonic, scales are in use. But the musical system of Japan, which was originally borrowed from China, is built up wholly on a five-tone scale, with the important difference from the Chinese that it has a minor third and not a major. This difference gives Japanese music a certain individual character of its own. The Hindus have a system of seven-toned scales differentiated from each other by variable quarter-tone steps. But the theory of music is developed in India with an over-elaboration of subtleties, as it is in China, and of almost a thousand varieties of scale theoretically possible in the Hindu system, no more than twenty are in actual use. Many of these resemble our own. What may be called Mohammedan music is a complex type. It has resulted from the spread of Mohammedanism along the Mediterranean coast and northern Africa, and in Central Africa and Southern Asia. It includes features from many sources, Persian, Byzantine Greek, medieval Christian, and purely local, and is historically a puzzle. Like the Hindu scales, the scales which are used in distinctly Mohammedan countries are heptatonic, 
but the theoretical division of the octave is into seventeen steps, each equal to about one-third of a whole step, instead of the twenty-two shrutis of the Hindus. There are some eighteen of these seven-tone scales in use, varying from each other in the location of their shorter steps. The five and seven-tone scales on which these musical systems are based are analogous to our own. It is the manner in which they are employed or modified by other factors that makes their music strikingly different from ours. The Chinese, in the first place, have many melodies similar to old Scotch songs, but they are primarily interested not in the flow of the melody, but in timbre, in the quality and character of sound. Whereas we, as soon as we have defined a sound, pass to the consideration of intonation, duration, etc., the Chinese theoreticians, with rare keenness of perception, have worked out an elaborate division of the quality of sound according to the phenomena governing its production, classifying it according to eight sound-producing materials provided by nature, skin, tone, metal, baked clay, silk, wood, bamboo, and gourd. Harmony means to the Chinese what it meant to the ancient Greeks, a purely aesthetic combination of sound and dance. Duple rhythm predominates. Both Chinese melodies and the melodies of the Indo-Chinese are continuous, admitting neither interruption nor repetition. The refrain is very rare and occurs only in popular songs. Noisy, shrill and harsh effects abound, disagreeable to our ears. Berlioz said, The Chinese sing like dogs howling, like a cat screeching when it has swallowed a toad. But Berlioz could not listen with an understanding ear. No more can we. Such wholesale condemnation must be tempered with respect before the feeling of the illustrious Chinese musician, Kunai, who said, When I strike the sonorous stones, either softly or with force, savage beasts leap up with joy and concord reigns between high dignitaries. In ancient China, music was a privileged amusement of the higher classes, and it has always been under imperial supervision. With the passing of the centuries, it has been largely turned over to the vulgar in street and theatre, and the ancient rules governing its production and performance, there are sixty volumes of classic works alone on the subject, have fallen into disuse. A letter notation is still employed. The music of Indochina hardly differs in essentials from that of China, and presents much the same peculiarity in comparison with our own. On the other hand, the music of India is quite distinct, and presents only a few surface similarities to the Mongolian. Hindu music, according to Captain Day, has lost the primitive purity of Aryan times. The theoretical division of the octave into twenty-two quarter-tones, recorded in Sanskrit books, finds no practical application in modern usage. As in Chinese music, harmony is non-existent, for Hindu music is purely melodic, and the veena, the seven-stringed lute, used as an accompanying instrument, merely doubles the voice part. But Hindu music is built, as we have said, upon a system of seven-tone, or heptatonic scales, which offers far greater opportunity for effect than the pentatonic system of the Chinese. It has, moreover, infinitely more rhythmic variety, and its rhythms are triple rather than duple, as is the case with the Chinese. They are capricious and elastic. 
this due in part no doubt to mohammedan influences and are usually strongly marked one of the most characteristic features in hindu music which has no counterpart in chinese is the raga or traditional type melody to which texts of varying character are sung some of the ragas are especially consecrated to gods and heroes in general hindu airs are marked by long melodic passages often of no definite design there are three general divisions gana vocal music vajja instrumental music and naitriya dance music the hindus divide all instruments into four classes quite unlike the chinese classification stringed instruments those with membranes sounded by percussion those struck in pairs and those which sound when blown a sanskrit notation characters for notes and signs or words for other details indicates pitch and duration music in mohammedan countries has peculiarities which differentiate it quite distinctly from music in china and in india in india music has always been largely associated with religion especially in connected with the dance mohammedanism has never encouraged religious music it is true that the chanting of the muezzin calls the faithful to prayer from the minarets but except this the music which accompanies the dances of the whirling dervishes of cairo baghdad and constantinople offers practically the only example of mohammedan religious music footnote this finds a curious parallel in the music of the dance of the says in the cathedral of seville almost the only example of religious dancing in christianity End of footnote. nevertheless in the brilliant days of the abbasside caliphs and the moorish kings of spain music was a passion with the saracens harun al-rashid lavished rewards of gold and lands on his musicians and the thousand and one nights proves in what esteem music was held throughout the mohammedan orient at the time of the caliphate there was a rich and elaborate musical literature but the decadence of the arab civilization brought with it entire oblivion of the many treatises and writings of these glorious days the old science is forgotten just as in china the musical wisdom of ancient times has fallen into neglect yet throughout the wide territories in which mohammedanism established itself that peculiar and distinctive type which more than any other represents oriental music to us a type of resulting from a mixture of persian and arabian styles complicated with christian and other influences has been traditionally handed down to the present day as in the other systems we have discussed harmony is practically non-existent the scales are seven-toned and there are some eighteen theoretical modes both duple and triple rhythms are employed with greatest variety in fact one of the most striking characteristics of mohammedan musical art is the variety and complexity of its sharp rhythms the melodies are excessively adorned with every sort of flourish and ornament slides turns grace notes shakes and arabesques of every description not pleasing to our ears popular songs and professional musicians are to be found throughout all the mohammedan orient the love song in particular is held in high esteem in all mohammedan countries and the following example may illustrate its charm
Vio To mentions his regret at not having been able to note down the accent of yielding abandonment with which the singers express the voluptuous melancholy which fills the majority of these songs. Some of the present-day Persian love songs are said to be sung to poems of Hafiz. The occupational popular song is also found everywhere. In general, the standpoint taken by the Arab proverb, who does not hunt, does not love, is not moved by the sound of music, nor raptured by the fragrance of blossoms, is no man, is that of the Mohammedan Orient as regards the art of sound. Though, strange to say, Arab music at the time of its greatest florescence possessed no system of notation. An elementary alphabetical notation has since been invented and is now in use. In the main, the differences between Oriental music and our own may be summed up in the words of Sansons. Oriental musical art is another art. The musical art of antiquity is founded on the combination of melody and rhythm. To these our art adds a third element, harmony. And however much they differ from our own, it should always be borne in mind that the subtly ingenious mathematical subdivisions of the Persians and Arabs, the excessive modal elaboration of the Hindus, the narrow and constrained stiffness of the Chinese, the ambiguous elasticity of the Japanese, and the truly marvellous artificiality of the Javanese and Siamese systems, are all the products of human artistic ingenuity, working instinctively for artistic ends. An account of the uses of such music, and the role it plays in customs far different from our own, calls for some description of the instruments employed. Every nation had its own peculiar instruments. Those of percussion seem to us particularly characteristic. Such oriental coloration as has been applied to our modern music has been usually in the way of rhythm emphasized by strange instruments of percussion. Drums, tam-tams, gongs, etc., do not fail to suggest at once the spirit of barbarous or outlandish peoples. The Peruvians and Aztecs had a variety of drums. The Aztecs used the Wewetl and the Tepanatli. The one a drum struck by the fingers, a wooden cylinder three feet high with a deerskin head which could be loosened or tightened at will. The other a hollow closed cylinder of wood having two longitudinal parallel slits close together, the strip of wood between which was stuck with two drumsticks, whose ends were covered with rubber. This instrument is still used by the Mexican Indians. It sounds a melancholy note, and one audible at a great distance. The Aztecs also used an enormous rattle, the acacacli, in place of castanets. It was a gourd pierced with holes and filled with small stones. The most characteristic Chinese instrument of percussion is the qing, a set of graduated plates, stones or bells, hung in a frame and played with a mallet. The tone produced is smooth and sonorous. In addition, the Chinese, Japanese and Indo-Chinese have a quantity of metal gongs and cymbals, bells, tambourines, castanets and drums of all kinds. In Siam and Burma, there is the renad, a set of wooden or metal bars played with a mallet, in reality a xylophone, and in Java the anklung, of the same family, the bars of which are of bamboo. The Hindus and Mohammedan Orientals 
also have a great number of drums, tam-tams, gongs, etc., which is not surprising in view of the predominant part rhythm was given in their music. The stringed instruments are not less numerous. They appear to have been unknown to the Aztecs, and the Peruvians used only the tinya, a guitar with six strings. But the Chinese had a great number of them, among which the kin, a small lute with seven strings, held a peculiar place. It was long an object of veneration. Sages alone might venture to touch its strings. Ordinary mortals should be content merely to regard it in silence with the most profound respect. An elaborate psaltery or zither called shur, with twenty-five strings, was much in use, and there were several bowed instruments in the viol family of uncertain ancient descent. The Cambodians, too, have instruments of the viol family, notably the trochmer, a three-stringed viol held like the cello when played. The Siamese, Koreans, and Anamites all use instruments of the guitar and mandolin family with a varying number of strings. In Burma, the favourite instrument is a queer harp with thirteen strings, called the song. In Japan, there are the koto, which is a pleasing toned zither with thirteen strings, the shamisen, a small guitar associated with the geisha girls, the biwa, a type of lute, and the kokin, a primitive violin. One finds in India the sarindas, or sarungis, viols with sympathetic wire strings, the vina, most generally popular of Hindu stringed instruments, a sort of lute with two gourd resonators, and the tambura, a long slender guitar with three or more strings. But of all the string instruments of the Orient, El Oud of Arabia is most famous. It is no other in name or fact than the lute, with broad, pear-shaped body, short neck bent back at the head, and four or more strings. Introduced by the Moors into Spain about 800 AD, it became the favourite instrument of all Europe, was developed and improved with every care, was beautiful with finest art and worksmanship. From Arabia too may have come to Europe the first primitive violins. The Arabian Rebab and the Persian Kamange are almost identical in principle with our violin. The Arabian Santors and Kanuns, zithers with many strings, played with plectra adjusted like thimbles on the fingertips, have remained oriental. Wind instruments are common to all races. Flutes and fifes were known both to the Aztecs and Peruvians, and flutes, flagellets, oboes, horns, bagpipes and trumpets are in constant use among the others. With the Aztecs, conch shells took the place of trumpets of metal. Deserving of special mention are the Chinese chung, a set of small bamboo pipes with free reeds, precursor of the modern organ. The Hindu tubri, a popular form of bagpipe used by the snake charmers of India, and the Arab zamar, a particularly shrill variety of oboe. Thus we find in use, among ancient semi-civilized peoples, and among the oriental races of the past and present, the three great families of musical instruments, instruments of percussion, string instruments, and wind instruments, from which we have chosen and developed our orchestra. We are recalled to the remark of Sansons, already quoted, 
that all the musical systems of these peoples were products of human artistic ingenuity, working instinctively for artistic ends. The instinct for expression in music works so far in all races alike. But whereas those races whose music we are discussing were content with the harsh or dry sounds of the primitive instruments we have mentioned, the races of Europe have been impelled by the desire for ever richer and more flexible tone to develop and improve these instruments. Of the clumsy horse viol, they have made the perfect violin. Of the hunting horn, the mellow French horn of the orchestra. Of the tremulous clavichord and spinet, the powerful pianoforte. Music has become an art of sound. Those people whom, for the sake of convenience, we group together in this chapter as exotic, never dissociated music from the dance or from elaborate ceremonies of one sort or another. The art of music hardly attained independence. Therefore, we are almost at a loss to appreciate it outside the highly ceremonious societies in which it played its part, and a discussion of some of the uses to which it was put is necessary in our chapter. End of section 6